Welcome into the In the Money podcast for KeelanSelect.com for Saturday, March the 5th at Gulfstream Park. Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development, and a really nice card headlined by the Grade 2 Fountain of Youth on the road to the Kentucky Derby. Uh, Jim, let's jump into this in the 10th race, which starts the late pick four, and it's a Grade 2, the Gulfstream Park mile, four-year-olds and up. The mile there at Gulfstream is uh, one-turn mile, like uh, Churchill Downs or Belmont. Uh, I think Speaker's Corner is probably going to be uh, heavily favored in here. Are you going to try to beat him? Well, I, I looked at this sequence of races, and I thought he was the most likely single. But I went back and, and looked at the Fred Hooper, and I, I think that Fearless, who ran second to him in that race, I did not single Speaker's Corner. I think he is going to be a favorite, and he's the most likely winner. But I think there's a chance that Speaker's Corner gets a little bit of pressure on the front end from Injunction. This horse is going to be fresh, coming off a, a layoff, ran a mile last time at Churchill with a 94 buyer. He picks up Rosario. Rosario took him back, and his best style is go right to the lead. Now, he may not be as quick as Speaker's Corner, but I think he's going to push him. So given that scenario, uh, I didn't single Speaker's Corner. I used Speaker's Corner and Fearless, thinking that Fearless is the most logical horse to actually benefit from injunction tackling speaker's corner early i thought the race goes through those two horses um uh, you always got to look at i read i read ortiz in new york traffic but i think he's a notch below these other two uh, diamond oops on the outside as well for being cone i think is a notch below and i just think that these two horses get you through the first leg of the pick four so speaker's corner is my pick i mean he's fearless as well I took Speaker's Corner on top also uh, off that impressive four-year-old debut. But I did add one other horse, and I'm using Fearless also, but I'm going to add Collaborate. He ran a 94 buyer off a long layoff, and this was a horse that in his second start last year was ultra impressive and took a lot of money in the Florida Derby. So the horse has talent. They were clearly uh, very high on him and, I think it was a little too much too soon. and uh, But if he has regrouped and, and is back to the kind of horse they thought he was uh, early in his three-year-old year, and if he can improve off that 94 buyer, maybe he's got a shot in here. So I'm going to add that one just in case, and it would certainly boost the uh, pick four if that one would hit. The 11th race is the grade two Mac Darmida. I believe that's how that's pronounced, four-year-olds and up, at a mile and three-eighths on the turf, a bond for Pletcher, has won three in a row and beat some of these last time. I think going to be the favorite, certainly, in here, and um, he will be very tough to beat. But I'm going to try to beat him with Temple. I went back and watched that race, and Temple was off a beat slow, and that was his second start since being claimed by Maker. So um, we've certainly seen Mike Maker's barn do some good work with these uh, turf marathon types after they you know, have a couple of starts in his barn, start to find their groove. This horse, uh, I think, with a better start, could just sit right off the favorite and be in a better spot. He uh, was on the rail last time, but ended up coming widest of all in the stretch and was really finishing strong in that last race. And he's been in in the money or in the top two at Gulfstream nine times out of 13 attempts there. So he loves the track. So I'm going to try Temple to upset Abon. Going to use a couple of other maker trainees. Glenn County, who was kind of boxed in on the rail last time, 
But when he got free, uh, I thought he uh, really kind of fizzled out instead of uh, making it the run I thought he was going to. And then media blitz, I'm going to add just because it's uh, it's another Mike Maker trainee in here. But I'm going to try to upset Abon with Temple in this race. How about you? Those were my top two picks as well, but I went with Abon. Uh, I thought that uh, the lead that he got last time out from the nine hole uh, was pretty impressive, and he he got within a length of the lead its first call and then took over in the stretch. Uh, he likes to get the lead, and he's going to get the lead for the inside post position, and I think Saez is going to dictate the pace in the mile-and-a-half race, and I've learned a long time ago, I used to take closers in mile-and-a-half races that don't do it anymore because it's the horses up front that can dictate the pace are the most likely winners. Uh, I think Temple's got a big shot at here because he ran well in the McKnight. Uh, you're right, if he gets off to a better start, Ortiz picks up the mount from Rispoli. That's probably an even trade. And uh, he was stuck on the rail last time out. And like you say, he didn't he didn't get a great start. He was eight and a half back at the first call. He doesn't need to be that far back. If you go back through his past performances, he needs to be two and a half, three, four lengths out. And if he does that, I think he's got a shot to run down a bond. Um, the, the other maker horses, I think, have got a shot. I just didn't think Clayton County was back to his form from last year in that first first race was kind of a disappointment ran behind three of these um, so I'm, I'm just going to stick with the two horses here i'm going to take the best maker looks like on paper and then a bond for todd pletcher is going to be my favorite takes us to the 12th race the grade two fountain of youth Longtime key kentucky derby prep this is three-year-olds going a mile and a 16th leading into the florida derby and you've got uh, a field here that i think really lacks lacks a standout i uh it went several different directions before I finally settled on uh, on the horse that I picked here. But where did you land? I did as well. Um, I went into the race liking Emmanuel. I still think he's got a big shot. Um, the race at Gulfstream, obviously, his, his maiden breaker was impressive. And he came back at uh, Tampa and ran even better with an 89 buyer and one by four and a half. Uh, I don't think he's going to get a real easy lead in here, but... I'm assuming that some of these horses are going to challenge him. Uh, simplification, for example, possibly howling time for Dale Romans. And I don't think he's going to get an easy lead. And these horses, stretch, you know, stretching out to, to a mile of 16, this horse is running a mile 40, but he still stretches out. You don't know what's going to happen. He looks like he should without a more than ready of a hard spun mare be ready to stretch out. So I think Emmanuel is going to be my pick in here, but I'm going to use four other horses when we get to pick four. I'm going to use Howling Time for Romans. I, I really believe strongly that that race, the Kentucky Jockey Club, was the strongest two-year-old prep. All those horses came back and ran really well, including including Classic Causeway and White Barrio. And uh, Smile Happy didn't win last time out, but I think he got out of that race in New Orleans exactly like he wanted. So uh, I think Howling Time, who finished behind those horses after setting the pace, has an opportunity to move up here. First time to start as a three-year-old. In due time for Kelly Breen, impressive 92 buyer last time out at Gulfstream, an optional $75,000 claimer. And I'm going to throw in rock and rattle and roll for Kenny McPeak. First time out after his very impressive win, the Breeders' Futurity last year at Keeneland. Of course, didn't make the Breeders' Cup off that. but um, and, the, and the buyer numbers were not as impressive as you would hope, but this is his first time back as a three-year-old. He's got a couple of really blistering works at, at Gulfstream, five furlongs. He's got a lot of speed in him. I think he fits well. Um, I was going to include Mo Donegal, but I heard this morning Mo Donegal is 
uh, spike the fever and it's going to scratch. So I'm uh, I'm only going to use five in the pick four. I could be talked into Bill Mott's horse, Galt, on the outside, who didn't run that badly in the Holy Bull first time against Winters. But uh, I'm going to stick with those five with uh, Emmanuel being a lukewarm win possibility. Yeah, we see this the same way. That's who I ended up on was Emmanuel. I uh, like the debut race. The Not only did the horse run off and win by seven, but the second-place finisher was five lengths ahead of third, so he really stretched out the field. That's often an indicator of a, of a race that has some quality in it. And then the start over at Tampa, you know, Pletcher sends him over to a deeper track uh, to go two turns, and the buyer figure improves significantly. It's Pletcher... And he has done this before where he gets a, a young horse that uh, has a lot of talent that uh, gets rolling and he's not afraid to, to be ambitious, which he's doing here, going from a first-level allowance into a grade two stake. But sometimes it takes that to get them to the derby, and uh, I think that's what they are obviously looking to do with this horse. So I think uh, he looks... Uh, like he could be dangerous in here unless he just really got bet down and, and became an underlay. But I'm going to take a manual. Howling time I like for the same reason you do, uh, in due time. Uh, simplification I had on my list. I uh, got a bad start last time. And then uh, rattle and roll. Like you said, the buyer figures are light for that horse. But if you watch the Claiborne Breeders Futurity, it was so visually impressive that I'm inclined to stick with this one a little longer. So I'm going to go deep in the, in the uh, pick four as well. 13th race that wraps up the late pick four is the grade three. Here comes the bride for three-year-old fillies going one mile on the turf. And I didn't have a strong opinion as I looked at this group. I ended up taking beside herself on top off that maiden win. Nice buyer with uh, 77 for Pletcher. And it was in the third start. So she has a little bit of experience over the other horse that I had next on my list. Spinderella won the debut for Graham Motion. And he's not necessarily known to be a guy who, who fires first time out, but this horse looked really impressive winning uh, her debut race. Diamond Wow's a horse that we saw here at Keeneland last fall. I think she's talented. They tried the dirt last time. They're putting her back on the turf, probably her best surface. And then the 12 is an awful post position, but Leah Marina uh, has won two in a row, and you get Rosario and Clements, the trainer, and if anybody can work out a trip from out there and maybe find a spot to, to tuck in and then finish, it's Joel. So I'm going to add that horse uh, just to maybe try to catch a little bit of a price there because she'll understandably, I think, be an overlay with that uh, awful draw with a short run to the first turn in this race. How about you and the Here Comes the Bride? Well, if I could afford it, I'd take all here, but that would be a $120 ticket. So I took half of them. I took six of them. Uh, my pick, I was between... Opalina, the eight for Luis Saez, and Diamond Wow, the three for Biancone and Mirage. And I give a very slight nod to Diamond Wow off that Jessamine uh, race back at Keeneland back in October. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, she got beat by California Angel, Rise of Wire, and ran really big there. And then I don't know why they bring her back on the dirt. That, uh, that makes no sense to me, but they don't worry that bad as I do. But now they're back on the turf, and I think she's better there. Uh, so Diamond Wow is my pick here, but I'm also Opalina, I think, off that sweet chant win at Gulfstream last time out is very lively here for Luis Saez. Uh, I'm going to use Bali de Del Sol for Rusty Arnold because it's Rusty Arnold, first time on the turf 
with Corey Lannery, 11 posts I don't like much. I didn't use the 12, the 12 force that you used, but I did throw this one in here because Rusty Arnold surprises people every once in a while. I used Mischievous Kiss for Alvarado and Mott, and Spinderella for Motion and Beside Herself for Pleasure, both coming off maiden wins, but both probably have more upside than some of the other fillies in here. So I think uh, going very deep here in the pick four uh, with six horses. All right, let's get to the pick four. I'll give you my ticket first, and um, you talked me into adding Opalina on there. You make some good points, so I'm going to add a, another horse and increase my ticket cost up to $75. I'm going to go 3 four, eight to start, then 1-8, Abon and Temple. going to go the lightest in that second leg. 2-3-4-6-8 in the Fountain of Youth, and then 3-4-5-8-12 in the Here Comes the Bride for a $75 ticket. How's your late pick four ticket look? It looks a whole lot like yours. Uh, I went uh, only two deep in the first leg, three, four, Speaker's Corner and Fearless. Uh, I matched you the second race with a bond, my top pick, using the one and the eight in the second leg. Have the exact same five horses as I used, two, three, four, six, eight. And then the last leg, I used six horses, two, three, four, five, eight, eleven. So three, four was one, eight with two, three, four, six, eight. With two, three, four, five, eight, eleven, and that's a sixty-dollar ticket. Really nice card there. Also at Santa Anita this weekend, you've got uh, some great racing around the country. So as you're watching hoops, you can play some horses as well if you have your money in your Keeneland Select account, and then uh, also you can get out to local simulcast facilities at the Red Mile here in Lexington, uh, where we uh, tape from each week. But uh, anything else going on, Jim, contests or anything we need to know about? Yeah, there there is, Tom. There's a couple of unique um, wagers that they put together. First of all, there's a cross-country pick five, which has become a usual thing. And I think it's Aqueduct, Tampa, and Oakland with uh, like two races, two races, and one race. And I think the um, uh, the, gra- the grade three Gotham from Aqueduct is one of those races. But then there's a uh, they're putting together an all-dirt stakes pick five from Santa Anita and Gulfstream, and all stakes turf pick five from Santa Anita and Gulfstream. So those are separate wagering entities on your ADW account or if you're at a simulcast facility. So you've got to find the Santa Anita slash Gulfstream pick five. But it's kind of interesting because you've got, I think they're tying together five stakes races at Santa Anita and five stakes races at Gulfstream. And there's three grade ones at Santa Anita. So Kind of an interesting twist there, and I believe it's a 12% takeout. Oh, so that's attractive. So uh, some fun additional wagers to take a look at for this weekend, for Saturday. Uh, best of luck wherever you're playing. For Jim Goodman, I'm Tom Leach, and that's the In the Money Podcast for KeelanSelect.com.